your business to succeed? Technology can take you there. Let's throw open the IT closet door and explore how technology can impact your goals. Join us on Business Plus Tech Equals Success with your host, VP of Sales and Marketing of Cinetech Solutions, Nancy Hendrikes. Welcome back to another episode of Business Plus Tech Equals Success. I am at a different location today, which is cool for me. And you guys are going to learn about this business that I am currently visiting today throughout this episode, which I am really excited about that I get to actually be here while recording. So super cool. It's a special treat for me. And this episode is going to be um, really interesting because we're going to get a little dirty. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're not getting dirty here, but you might think that we are. Anyway, I would like to introduce my guests to you all today. Anthony and John, welcome to the episode. I am so excited that you guys are here or I'm here at your location. <laughs> so please tell me a little bit about uh, your business and what you guys do. So my name is Anthony Magliocco. I'm the uh, general manager at Arrow Linen Supply. This is a family business. My great-grandfather started the company in 1947. I should first start off saying that we're a commercial laundry supply. So what we do is we uh, purchase textiles from manufacturers. Uh, we purchase table linen, na napery, chef wear, and we'll rent that out to uh, food establishments across the tri-state area. I'm going to simplify that a little bit. So the napkins, the tablecloths, the aprons that you guys see at restaurants, that's what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's right, Nancy. Things that you wipe your mouth with and get all dirty at the restaurant. <laughs> we pick those things up, clean them, and then send them back out clean again. That's the dirty business. That's the dirty <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, I'll let you introduce yourself. My name is John Magliocco. Uh, thank you for having us, guys. It's a pleasure. I'm an office and marketing manager at Arrowland Supply. As Anthony said, uh, we're fourth generation. So, you know, although I do have exact job titles, I am also running around the office, you know, handling different things at once. You wear, you wear a couple hats. Yeah, I wear a couple hats. You know? Yeah. Do you clean those as well? <laughs> <laughs> those kind of just like stay hanging and you got to put them on once in a while. <laughs> That's part of having a family business. All things get cleaned. Yes. <laughs> But uh, just to touch on the history a little bit. So uh, our great-grandfather had uh, purchased the business in 1947. Originally only had one plan, which is in Brooklyn, New York. After my great-grandfather started, uh, got involved with the business, then my grandfather, John Magliocco, he started working at Arrow Linen, moved locations in Brooklyn. I forget what the original location was, but ended up getting too large for it and then purchased our Brooklyn location, which we have now in the 60s. Uh, on uh, Prospect Avenue and Park Slope. From there, our father, John, lots of Johns in the family. It's an Italian family, that's why. Yeah, so. lots of Johns. Can't get too creative with the name, so decided to name John after John after John. So then my father got involved, forget which year, but um, from there, they filled up the Brooklyn facility and opened, my dad opened up the Garden City facility, which is our second location around 2014, I would say, which is around the time 2014 where we started getting involved. And that's a little bit of the history background of how we got to where we are today. How we, well, how we got to the fourth generation. That's amazing. So first off, I want to say congratulations on that because multi-generational businesses are extremely difficult to come across. But I've learned something interesting while getting to know you guys um, and uh, the commercial laundry industry as well is that that's not actually uncommon 
within this industry. Yeah. It is amazing, but to you guys, it's like, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with this or, or why doesn't this work, right? Yeah, it's funny too. I, you do see a lot of uh, family-owned laundries compared to other industries. I would say for us, you know, growing up, we were always around the business, you know, going to the office with my father, you know, just he instilled, you know, he he taught us that work ethic at a very young age. So I think the transition, you know, into the our older lives, you know, now working here every day, you know, we're kind of used to it since we were very young. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, something that I, I thought was incredibly interesting from the last time that I talked to you guys. You've literally grown up in this industry, and so you've been able to see the technological advancements that have come into play not just on the uh, operation side, but also on the on the day to day or the the business aspect of it. So tell me a little bit about the type of technology that you have seen come and go within time that you guys have grown up in this business, as well as where you guys are at today. We've seen a lot of it, like like you said, more so. Arrowlinen has implemented more on the processing side, like you like you were just into that, right? Our Brooklyn facility was a lot of manual labor involved when processing the poundage and moving it to one location to the other. The Garden City facility, which is that location that my father opened up, a lot more automation automation in regards to the processing facility, right? Moving laundry from one location to the other without actually having a, an individual bring it there manually, all mostly automatic from the soil side right to the finish side. Internally, you know, because we've seen a lot of other laundries and we've been around the industry for so long, we've seen a lot of software advancements with like with the errata accounting software system and RFID technology, which was a, which is great. So we, we've seen a bunch. John, I don't know if you want to touch on that a little more. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit all of them for the most part. You know, going to the clean shows every other year, uh, you know, every two years, we saw the technology advance, you know, throughout the years. The RFID technology was the was the one that kind of like RFID is radio frequency identification. That's that's what kind of like really started like uh, even with my my dad starting to have us look at okay, we're using a textware system right now, which is uh, functions off an IBM server. It's a very old software system. We have a the dinosaur. The dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. Yeah, we have a lot of jokes we can tell about it. You know, although we've seen and and you know that kind of triggered you know johnny i and my brother joseph who's actually working downstairs right now you know triggered us to you know look into like other options but we actually don't have it here so that's what is exciting is that we're going to start getting all that new technology that we've seen and, and, and seeing what we could do it do with it here at Arrowland. we were having a conversation earlier um, before we started recording about uh what implementing this technology would do for your business so can can you touch on that a little bit yeah of course it's funny, I'm starting to realize how much of it goes back to that RFID technology. It's important, we're a rental business, right? So it's important to know where our products are that we're renting out to our customers. And unfortunately with our dinosaur AS400 system that we have now, there's not really technology to do that. With newer software, you have the ability to track your inventory with R, like with the RFID barcodes, with barcodes, RFID. So you could have a driver walk into a customer's location and if your items are, are chipped, which, which means that they, they, they're equipped with that RFID chip, they have the ability to just scan the shelf and they can get a complete inventory count of what's not at your location, but at a customer's location, right? That's important because that's your rental product sitting out. It's, it's already rented. It's, it hasn't, be, you know, it, it should be rented again, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's based off a, a rental schedule, just like how you rent a car or, you know, you rent a, rent a tool from Home Depot, right? You take it out. If, 
even if you don't use it, right, you're still paying for that rental. So, it, you know, we're missing that, I guess you would call it benefit or we're missing that piece of our business due to the technology. Yeah, so it's it's not doing anybody any good sitting on a shelf. Right, right. You know, it, it, it's right. Not, the customer is not using it. Um, we're in that, you know, we have to take new merchandise out to replace that because someone, you know, Anthony's pizza is sitting on, you know, a hundred red napkins and he's not using them, but John needs a hundred, John's pizza needs a hundred red napkins. Now we have to take new red napkins out of our stock room, which costs, right. It has a cost associated with it to replace the napkins that Anthony's sitting on and he doesn't plan on using it for the next month. That's the, that's the merchandise side of it. Like controlling your inventory part of the technology piece that we're missing. We also have, a, we're not very, we're not equipped, equipped very well to, to see if our merchandise is getting abused, right? To see if someone isn't properly educated and doesn't understand, you can't cut a circle out of the table, go to put an umbrella through it. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. You can't wipe the stove with a napkin. Like that's not proper, proper uh, merchandise care. And it's weird to tie that back to software, but it's all related back to, to customer education, right? Identifying where that's occurring, right? Using technology and then following it up with the customer education piece to ensure that it doesn't happen again. So ultimately the software allows you to, the idea of the software has allowed you to see maybe where there's some gaps and how that can help. Implementing the software will create efficiencies for you guys, as well as, you know, help to keep track of something inventory item that is so key to your business that that means higher profitability. Yes, right. To even add on to all of this, I mean, when you think about the in-house benefits of the route accounting software, you know, upgrading to a new software. Right now, we're still filing invoices, you know, by paper, by hand. We still settle the routes by hand. You know, when we have to look up an invoice for a customer, we have to physically get up, go th through the file cabinet, pull the invoice, you know, fax it or make a copy, send someone to go talk to the customer instead of, you know, potentially just eat, you know, one click of a button. Now with the new software, they have their statements or they have their invoices. So, you know, that's an immediate payback that you're going to, we're going to see right away. Yeah. With the new software. Sounds crazy that we're still doing that in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> my brother's box, my brother's office is full of boxes of invoices. It's like a jungle. In there. <laughs> Sounds so crazy. I'm going to go in there and check it out. See if I uh, can help kind of nah. <laughs> clean some of that up. <laughs> John, you had mentioned routing. Tell me again, what was it? Routing accounting software? The route accounting software. Okay. Can you um, explain a little bit what that means and what that is? Yeah. Basically the route accounting software is, you know, the software which generates your invoices, you know, which the drivers, you know, will deliver to the customer. They'll have, eventually, they'll have handhelds and the driver, uh, the customer can sign the invoice on the handheld. It basically makes everything, the process, digital. Once the route comes back, the invoices are settled on the handheld. Basically, that's replacing the whole one whole position that we have where a woman that works for us, Dariana, who literally has to settle the invoices by hand um, and then enter them into the system, which is another step. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's pretty much like a customer database, right? But it generates customer orders. And then you bill for those orders and then you settle those orders and track those orders and track the order history. That's essentially the whole route accounting. So, right. It shows customer usage. Right. Stuff like that. Right. 
So for your industry, maybe something equivalent would be to a general um, industry would be kind of like QuickBooks where you can exactly settle the invoices in person or email an invoice, yes. that kind of thing. You can track inventory, something very similar to that. Right. Mm -hmm. Align right. and, and okay. a right accounting software system is just a little more direct to our industry. Right. It's like a QuickBooks will direct just for, for linen use. It actually like a, a typical radical accounting software system would have an exported file that you could upload to QuickBooks, right? So that you okay. could still do your accounting using QuickBooks, but your more detailed industry-specific items will be done on your radical accounting software system, like your billing and okay. trading orders. Yes, I wanted the, the audience to kind of understand what, what that is so that they understand what that means for your business uh, in case they can relate right. to their software and, and what that would mean for their business, especially if it's something that can help them with efficiencies, um, cutting down on labor, cutting down on processes, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> sure, yeah, I actually have a buddy it's too. Important. I, have, I have a buddy who, who his family owns a, a junkyard and he uses a textware system still. It, it's not it's not the same as ours, but it's right. It's it's more keypad operated, not no mouse or, or clicking or anything like that. It's all, you know, field exits and, and, and F1, F3, F7. All the command keys. That's and that's how he functions his, his business. So it's a, it's wow. the same thread. You know, everyone a lot of a lot of businesses go through the same same problem. Yeah, and it sounds like there's more industry than one that needs um te technological updates. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing that you know we you've been talking about the dinosaur within your office, um, and it's not an actual dinosaur. <laughs> In technology, like it is. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit more about this dinosaur. What is the actual age of it? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. And I don't think I want to know either. <laughs> I, really don't. I don't want to know either. I, I, <laughs> I might cry. That. And you got, and it's, you know, a lot of this is stories, right? Because this is like, uh, you know, something that Johnny, I, Joseph have just walked in, like walked into like, right. This is what my dad, this is, this was the software that my dad was used to, that my dad has been used to. Right. So he had a, a, a custom programmer that would just work for us, right? That was familiar with Textware system. Um, and my dad was able to, if he wanted to report a certain way, right? Because my dad grew the business at a good pace and he was, there were certain things that he wanted to monitor. So he'd be like, so-and-so, would you be able to, you know, make me this report, right? I want to see this, this, and this on, on one report. If I type in this menu option, I want it to be able to print to a, a printer and then print it out and review it, pen and paper. He wanted a, a customer to get, you know, he wanted a tag to print out for a customer so that the driver knew, hey, this is a tag that I got to put on a dirty bag that I pick up from the customers so that it, it, it's it's tagged when it gets back to our location, back to the laundry. He could do that, those functionalities. But that that's always, it's only good up to a certain size, right? Because everything's up to, to a scale. So when you start talking about 40 routes, it's like, wow, this isn't too efficient. Need a little bit more, a little bit faster, yeah. um, maybe a little bit newer. <laughs> Going back to multi-generational family business, this is one challenge, right? Because, you know, my father and my grandfather, they're used to this technology. They've been used to this technology for, you know, all their lives. And then here comes the fourth generation. And, you know, we want to make the changes, obviously for the better. But, you know, it's something they they're getting used to it. You know, they're they're welcoming it. But it's a challenge, you know. Yeah. It's definitely a challenge. Oh yeah, of course. Do you do you think that that has something to do with why the industry itself has not moved forward? I would say at a at a similar pace as the rest of the world or other industries. I think that could be part of the reason why. I also I 
you know, speaking for us, we were always so focused on delivering such a high quality product, being efficient on the production side. You know, my father is very big on, you know, the best product, you know, the best service that, you know, sometimes you don't turn your head towards the in-office operations. Personally, I feel like that's our, our situation, but. You know, manual labor is a really big, you had your, your inventory and your, and your labor is like the two biggest expenses in the loan industry, right? And my dad was always very good at production, you know, monitoring labor, making sure that we're working very efficiently, make sure quality is being, being maintained at a high rate, like Johnny was just saying. And I don't think that, you know, I, to say it took a backseat would be wrong. I think that it, it, there, there just wasn't enough time in a day to that, okay, hey, we also have to improve the back office operations, like Johnny was saying, right? It kind of fell to the wayside, but it fell to the wayside for like 60 years, 40 years. <laughs> so now we're at this point, you know, where it's like, hey, this is a real good opportunity to Ireland and right, we're, we're servicing 3,000 customers. We're very high service business, high quality business in regards to our linen. Like this gives us another catapult to another level. It's, you're talking like 50 years of tech, 40 years, probably 40 years of technology right? A tech, technology software jump that we're about to yeah. occur. Like the, the possibilities are, are very eye-opening and, 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 and eager. Like I'm very eager to, to see what happens. Maybe the, the timing is actually right within the industry where technology has gotten to a certain point, uh, the next generation that is more tech-friendly, uh, tech I would say, um, easier to adapt technology is taking over at just the right time for this technology that can help the industry move forward much quicker. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm sorry, I forgot to answer your previous question, Nancy, about the uh, the industry. And I think the industry has, fall, has fallen behind on, on back-end office technology or, 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 or uh, service software, just because, like you said, it's very generational, right? So when it's hard for someone born in the sixties or, or born in the seventies, right? To want to take on a whole software upgrade at age 50, age 45, age 40, you know, it's a, you have a lot in your place. Like it's a risk, definitely. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's an uncomfortable situation. You're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, maybe that in a point in your life where you really don't want to be in one, right? Or, and you know, you don't know, I'm going to do all this work to get this software upgraded. It's like, well, why am I doing it? Do I have anyone to pass it down to? Do I have a, a son coming to the business? Do I have a daughter coming? To I don't know if that's the case, but being that the industry is very generational and also lacking in technology, like I believe the two are related, but luckily for us, you know, we're able to, to see past that and say, okay, this is the next thing that our learner has to do. This is the next thing on the priority list is. I thought that that connection was interesting as we talked about the industry and, and it having it being very concentrated in multi-generational um, business owners, right? And then the technology piece that goes with it. So how do you guys go about, I guess, adopting that technology and making sure that your older generations are uh, adapting to it? just as much as your younger generations uh, within your own workers? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. How do it, a lot of it is, you know, make sure you could crawl before you walk and walk before you run. Don't expect to tell someone, hey, you got to sprint a mile right now when they've just been casually walking and it's, gonna, it's too drastic of a change. You have to be ready to, to walk that, that path along your employees 
especially if they're all they're accustomed to is a tech square system, right? And they're going to, they're taking that huge jump. You have to help them get there. You cannot have that expectation that everyone's going to be a star of it already. If you're a good leader and you maintain a good company culture and, and you help your employees get there, like I'm positive anyone would be able to get there. That was also factored into the decision because we feel that with the team we have now that, you know, this is a really good time for us to take the next step. You know, everyone here is very commit, committed to us. They're committed to the company. Their work ethic is, is very good. So I think it's a perfect time to do this. Yeah. And that's what's funny too. It, it, we don't have that. We don't, we thought we would have more of that hesitation from our, from our workforce, but it's more like, Hey, let's do it. Like we're all, we're all very excited. Cause like Johnny said, we have a really good team and to take advantage of it now more than ever is, is top priority. Cause think about it. We have all the industry knowledge still, right? We have managers that have been here for 15 plus years and we have drivers that have been here for 20 plus years. And we have, a, I mean, talking like half of our, half of our workforce. So we have all this industry knowledge and we're all eager to upgrade now. So it's like a perfect storm that we have to take advantage of right now. That's awesome. I think we had touched on this again when we were um, conversing before we started recording, which was um, having training available to your workers and, you know, kind of building that, that culture of continual learning. Uh, I think that's something that is important, especially as you bring on new tools, new uh, technology, and new processes, um, new systems, you know, as you bring all of those online, making sure that they are buying into it all because you have that culture already in place of continual learning is something that just makes it even easier. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, everyone has to want to do it. If John and I want to do it and Joseph want to do it, but that's three people out of a company that has 250 employees, that's not going to, that's not going to really matter at that point. It's getting the company to buy into it. It's getting the individual to have that ownership. It's like, hey, I want to do a good job here. I want to, I want to really learn how to use this handle and take care of my customers correctly so that their linen needs are taken. You know, that's what you want. And that's what we try to hope for for all of our employees, right? Is that self-ownership and that care for the business. Just like they're part of the family. Same, that's, that's the goal. That's awesome. And that's something that I have seen uh, and have heard of, uh, especially with your company, uh, that your brand is very family loved, I would say, right? I mean, people have it tattooed on them. Yeah, right. <laughs> that. Nancy, I think you, think you got room for an arrow tattoo somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, I, I think I can make some room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm buying in. Totally, yeah. right? That's the, that's the goal. That's the goal. So one question that I have been very curious about is what would you say is like the one piece of technology that everybody has been either happy to get, like it was a breath of fresh air for y'all or has been asking for um, that would be like, oh my God, we need this. I mean, one thing we're all driving for it that we all desire, even the employees do, is this rat accounting software system that we are talking about before. Another thing would probably be a ticketing system, I would say. Yeah, un unfortunately, like there hasn't been much back-end office technology or service technology, right? Software introduced into Arrow and yeah, there really hasn't been anything too too crazy. I mean, we have, um, you know, our, our the Outlook email system, I mean. Hey, that within itself is, I think, tremendous. Going from POP3 emails, which was the emails, POP3 emails with the emails that, you know, one single box, uh, you had to delete emails from 
if you had it on your phone, you had to delete it on your phone as well as your computer, as well as wherever else it was. That's crazy. I really didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> you could only check it in certain places wherever you know you had it installed. But now, even with Office 365 or Exchange email, that's it saved people so much time when they didn't have to delete their emails off of every device that they had it on. Um, it synced across all devices. So, I mean, that's something for yeah. me. It radicalized business as a whole. That, that's been definitely something that our service service team you know, utilizes a lot is their email, their Outlook email. Some fleet technology with our dash cams that we have on our, on our vehicles, right? So when a driver's driving, you could, you could, you could, if there's a certain alert that'll set off a recording to make sure that the driver wasn't sleeping, or maybe you know he could work on his right hand turns because they're a little aggressive because he might be on the phone or or smoking a cigarette or whatever the case may be. GPS technology. We saw we have a lot to deliver to our team. We have, we have a lot of uh, a lot of upgrades to go. Just just hold the room for improvement. Yeah, always, always room for improvement, and I think. Uh there's never going to be an end to that with technology because as soon as you know implement something something else comes out or you find something that's like you know what it would be great to be able to have you know something right. to be able to do this and so and that's the beauty of it you know it's like you there's always room to there's always going to be room to improve always that one thing that the, the you know hopefully our staff is asking for or they they seen somewhere else and they want to have it here we're always going to want that, that that's always good things for a company to have yeah, absolutely. And all technology companies should be coming to their customers and asking, you know, what is it that you guys are looking for? How can we help? What can we build around your needs? Uh, and if they're not doing that, then, you know, obviously they should. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, I like the best too, is especially when we get to, that's why I, I value that vendor relationship that we have with, with our vendors, because uh, they deal with other industries other than the linen industry, right? So it's like, hey, like we, we want to have a good relationship. We want to go out to dinner. We want to go out to lunch. We want to talk, come by the plant, and we'll show you what we do here. Like, learn about our business, and then we'll ask. Like, I love hearing what other businesses you work with. Because it's like, does anything, did it, does the paper guy or, or doesn't that, that supermarket that you, that you do the uh, IT work, do they do something differently that, I, that we could try to do here? That's the best way. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy the most about my job and talking to other businesses um, is is the fact that I can learn from other industries and kind of implement that into our service. Where So where would you say the linen industry, because you deal with like a lot of industries, like, because we always, we always say it's like, oh, like we're in the linen industry. Like it's like that special thing, <laughs> but does it seem that, that special or that, that falling behind? when comparing to other businesses or is it kind of other 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 industries like ours out there i plead the fifth no <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding um you know i first i have to say i love when somebody asks me a question on the podcast i'm like yay i'm not the only yeah. one asking questions <laughs> i like having a conversation yeah yes <laughs> but to answer your question from the different industries that i've seen the linen industry uh, yeah it's it's Kind of behind, definitely behind, behind the times. Isn't it it's so funny? Like what, what's something other than generational could cause that? What other factor caused that? That is a good question. We always called the linen industry a penny business, though. So, I mean, you know, you, you also got to think about the cost of technology, right? You got to understand, you know, like for us, our father was focused on expansion, you know, acquiring other companies. I also thought about your question before, you know, why was the reason we kind of 
are a little delayed in the te technology side. I think he was focused on acquiring new business, you know, and the, to advance the technology, it's very costly. So you got to think about, you know, when's the right time for me to invest in it? I think that could be part of the reason why the industry is behind as a whole. That's a great point. Yeah. And, and like John said, I mean, it's a penny business. The margins aren't like anything to, to, to go crazy about, right? It's a, but it, there's opportunity in what you could do with it in the future, right? Just, just being, being a part of 3000 customers and the New York restaurant industry, right? There's hopefully other things we could do, but I think that's why you don't have a lot of new investors or new people coming into the business because it's like, hey, why do I want to break my back, do all this just to earn X? Pennies. <laughs> why do I want to watch my pennies when I could go work at Wall Street and maybe watch my quarters instead or yeah. dollars instead, you know? And that's a good point, John, right? So you're not going to have that huge interest in like, oh, wow, let's go open up a laundry. So, I mean, what I hear, what I hear when I hear something like, um, you know, pennies, it it's... It's something that to me tells me that means high volume, right? So in order to to make a profit or for that to be profitable, to be where you want to be, to afford the technology, you need the volume. That's a great, a great, a great uh, observation. That's perfect. You're 100% right. To me, it's like if you need the volume, then you need the technology to create those efficiencies to help you with that volume uh, creation. And that goes into, you know, how you market as well as the production part of it, as well as how you process payments and so on and so forth. So you guys are in an industry that you, you can't afford to be slow. Right. Yep. Yeah, you're 100% right. And, and like you just touched on it, the marketing, the, the, the payment processing, right? Those are all, and being that it's a pennies business and you need that volume, like you said, it's just even more of a reason to watch that penny and to you know, it's always easier to cut your costs and to get more efficient rather than pass those, pass your costs on to your customers, right? That's a very, that's very tough to compete against. If you're doing, if you're doing that and your competitors aren't, that's not going to be yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. So it's always better to do that in-house and, and get more efficient. I think it all goes hand in hand though, because, you know, from my self speaking, I think due to us having the dinosaur technology, like we talk about, you know, I wish I could spend more time marketing, right? I wish I could spend more time growing the social media, you know, and stuff like that. But with the system we have, it's kind of like that rope that's holding you back because you're ready to go. It's just you got to take care of certain things that you normally wouldn't have to take care of with uh, a new software. Right. Like think about how much time you're going to get, John, when, you, you know, when we get that right accounting software, just like that's another that's another another payback from from updating technology that you know we're not even factoring in. It's like, hey, Johnny's going to be able to start doing our marketing and seeing, you know, what else, you know, what else does our what what our customers want from us? What are we doing that we that we're not doing now? What can we do? What can we provide for you? Is there something you're looking for? Can we something? Is there something we could do better? So we haven't even started getting that feedback. We haven't even started. I'm already thinking of the all the different softwares that you can use to even make those things more efficient as well, as far as you know, your marketing goes and, and bringing in uh, new customers and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Right. They say technology is exponential, like the growth is exponential. You could kind of just see like, you know, once, once this radicanic software comes in, then it's like, wow, look, we're going to be here and then here. And that's how you get that exponential growth. Yep. You know? So it's very exciting. It really, really is. Well, I'm excited to see the results of that. Maybe you guys come on do a follow-up episode so we can get an update um, post new technology and, and see what difference has it made. And, you know, are y'all going to be rolling in a lot of clean laundry at that point? I wanted to say rolling, rolling <laughs> in the dough, but I couldn't 
I couldn't get that. Oh, clean laundry is good. <laughs> clean laundry is good. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm really corny, by the way. Uh, the audience knows that. I don't know if you guys know that, but <laughs> that's why people Alex. listen to it, though. <laughs> no, that's right. Fine. That's A-OK. -okay. And that, that follow would just put more pressure on us to make sure we yeah. get it done. You can't come back. You can't come back in the podcast and still be with the dinosaur. The dinosaur needs to be extinct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, coming on to the show and talking about the technology in the linen industry, uh, in the commercial laundry industry. We've got several names for it going now. Uh, tell us how, if anybody wants to learn more about you guys and what you guys do, tell us how do we find you. And these guys are famous, so you got to tell us about that one show and where we can find it. <laughs> yeah, uh, New York Times shot a little mini documentary on us um, a few months ago. And you can find it in our Instagram bio. It's uh, it's on YouTube. You can click the link in our Instagram. It will bring you right to it. Or you can visit our website, uh, and you can go to the Arlen news page and you'll see, you know, if you want to stay up to date with the latest events, um, you can do that. But you also see the video there. And what is the, uh, you said Instagram. So what's the handle on that? Uh, it's Arlen Supply. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for having us, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We hope you were able to get some juicy, helpful tips or some nuggets that got you thinking. If you want to connect between episodes, contact us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend.